This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, Keiko done after seven innings of work, and he was great. He really was. Six hits, three runs, no walks, five strikeouts, 105 pitches for Dallas. Only two blips were the two homers by Stanton, a two-run homer and a solo homer. This is another Astros podcast. Astros just having trouble scoring. The one-two. Bregman pops it up, shallow right center to his right judge. He's there, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. Luis Severino with a complete game shutout as the New York Yankees take their second in a row from the Astros. And they've won both by a score of four to nothing. This is Steve Sparks ahead of the last game of this four-game series with the New York Yankees. I want to ask you something real quick because a lot of the listeners today were probably at the parade and the World Series parade. What do you remember about that? I mean, it was just <laughs> such a crazy, chaotic event in Houston history. What do you remember? Does anything sticks out for you? Um, really just the sheer volume of support and, and the fans showing up. Uh, and crowding into downtown Houston for one of the most memorable two or three mile drive I've ever had in my life because the, the 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 people the support the Astros gear all that that were celebrating um, really a citywide championship that that so many people could re- that resonated with so many people um, the sheer support during the um, during that parade will will be etched in my memory forever. Do you remember getting on the, the vehicles and, and turning onto a certain street when you realize, oh my gosh, this is crazy? <laughs> well, it was more, you know, these these 10 and 12 story parking garages that had yeah. people hanging out of them and the, um, the you know, driving through the, the areas with the, with the walkways between buildings and having those be filled and then getting to City Hall and where we got on the stage and, and, and having that grass area uh, filled. I mean, it was just nonstop people, nonstop chants. I was on the family bus. Uh-huh. Um, that had some of the most popular players as well, Altuve and his family, Marvin Gonzalez's family, Yuli and his family. Uh, my family was on there, Brent Strom and his wife. So it was the family bus was the uh, uh, was the party bus that day. You guys are the cool bus. Yeah, that's right. We were, the, we were the one. You know, I was like, yeah, they were cheering all for us. And then you realize Altuve standing yeah. right behind you. It's really all about him. What were your daughters saying? I mean, they had to make such <clears throat> a big impression on them. It was, and it was, it was intimidating because of the – um, just how many people there were, and, and I mean, taking pictures, waving, throwing hats and souvenirs out to all the fans. It was a, uh, uh, I say once in a lifetime, but I'd like it to be multiple times. Twice, yeah. twice in a lifetime, yeah, exactly. starting no, this November. Uh, you got the New York Yankees today, and last time we saw Lance McCullers pitching against them, last 24 pitches, he didn't throw a fastball. Is he going to throw a fastball hey, today? Yeah, he'll throw a fastball today. It's almost <laughs> mandatory to throw the first pitch of, this, of the game of fastball. So, yeah. Brett Gardner will be ready for the first pitch fastball, and then you never know. But, um, you know, he matches up well with these guys. This series has been, um, you know, kind of matched up to the to the, the billing that it, that, it, that it has two really good teams. Obviously, yeah. some pitching performances um, that will be remembered for the rest of the season. But, uh, important for us to come out and and get 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 on the scoreboard. We've been shut out the last couple of games, which which is very very rare for us. 
Um, so if we can we can play with the lead, put a little pressure on them. Lance usually rises to the mm-hmm. to the occasion, and, and we can get out of here with a series split. Whenever Lance pitches, and I know there's game plans, but he's got a special pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much does he go to that game plan? And we've seen him mix up his pitches a lot better this year. Or, or when he faces a team that has a hard time hitting a curveball, you just stick with it. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it t- depends on the game situation, and you got to pitch to the scoreboard a little bit, and you have to pitch to your strengths, and you have to also pitch to the weakness. And so I. I think you know what we've seen with Lance is if he can get out of the into the game, um, you know, aggressively. If he can get into the game and, and maybe not be under duress in the first couple games, yeah. he he really is a well-rounded all-around pitcher. If he gets pressure put on him early, and you see a lot of base runners, he will he will go back to that breaking ball over and over and over right. again because he trusts that he trusts himself and he's going to make them beat his best pitch. And so I um, I really think it's important for for the first couple innings, the first time through the order. If he can stay away from stress, we'll see that fastball. We'll see his changeup. We'll see his full arsenal. All right, AJ, good luck. Let's have a happy flight. You got it. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. The Houston Astros Radio Network. 3-1. And Springer drills this one pretty deep to left center field. And you can kiss that one goodbye. Robert Ford. Steve Sparks. This is big boy baseball. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back to Astro Launch. Robert Ford joined by Susan Waldman, a part of the Yankees radio broadcast team. And, uh, of course, you've become associated with the Yankees. You've been covering them for over 30 years. But a lot of people may not realize the first games you ever did on radio in terms of play-by-play was in Houston. At the Astrodome, you were the Yankees beat reporter for WFAN, which at the time was the Mets flagship radio station. And you got to call a series, Mets-Astros series, at the Astrodome in June of 1993. So how did that all come about? Well, it came about and it was June 4th, 5th, and 6th. And I remember this because I was the Yankee person. I grew up in an American League city. I really don't know a whole lot about the National League because we didn't even have a National League scoreboard in Boston. And Al Harrison, who was the GM at the time, uh, the team was doing badly. And Bob Murphy did not want to go to Houston and do the games. Mm -hmm. So Al Harrison said to the head of WFAN, you know, I think this girl, Susan, she's terrific. I want to be a really cool thing. Let's have her do those three games in Houston. And I said, sure, okay, I'll go. And then I realized not only did I not know a lot about this very bad Mets team, I knew the names and I knew a lot of the people. I knew nothing about the Houston Astros. And so I said, okay. And I walked into the Yankee clubhouse and told Wade Ball, and Paul O'Neill that I was doing that and we all sat down the three of us and we did they did scouting reports for me on wow. everybody on the Houston Astros Neil Heaton was there too and he gave me some some tips too and I'll just I'll just never forget it it was just a, an amazing time when I got that call we were playing the White Sox and they were in uh, in New York and Ken Harrelson whom I remember as a player in Boston when right. I was a kid um, said he's going to put it on WGN and gave me a piece of advice that I have remembered till this day and something you should learn also if you get stuck and you will always go back to the pitcher and that's why when I when you get stuck I, I always go back to the picture because there's always something you can say and it's been in my head since 1993 Tom Seaver who was broadcasting at the time for the Yankees gave me a scorecard the G Thomas Seaver <laughs> official scorecard which if I had had any idea that it would be valuable which it is which would have been I would have kept but it was a it was kind of a whirlwind weekend and what I remember about the Astrodome it was very dark 
very dark. <laughs> was there much publicity to it, being one of the handful of women at the time who had ever uh, been a part of a, a major league broadcast? You know, I don't remember. I know mm -hmm. there was major coverage in New York and um, at, those, at those times. And um, I was just so used to all the negative stuff coming out of the newspapers when WFAN went on the air in 1987 that I just put it all out of my mind. I don't remember it being uh, nasty in Houston. I don't remember anything um, except really good feelings from everybody in Houston. And of course, um, I was picked apart because I didn't know this or I didn't know that. Um, Gary Cohn was my play-by-play -play partner. He was fabulous. And I thought we had a great time. I didn't yeah. know, you know, whatever's going on around me, I was going to do it. I was going to be good at it or as good as I could be. And that's how I thought it worked out. You know, someone asked me this question recently. I'm going to ask you this. When did you start to feel like you were comfortable doing play-by-play, -play, doing analysis on, on uh, TV and radio? Because you did some TV for the Yankees later on as well. Well, I did a lot. And I'll tell you the truth, I am not comfortable to this day because I think I'm one word away from being fired. And that in back of me, some woman isn't going to get a chance if I make a mistake. I, I think that's how I am. I, I think mm -hmm. if you relax in this business, um, someone has an excuse to get rid of you. I am not comfortable. I don't feel like I'm accepted. And maybe that's me. Maybe that's that keeps me going. I know I'm tolerated mm -hmm. and they can't get rid of me here now I've been here 30 years um, but I, that's just me I don't feel comfortable I always think I have to work I always think I have to over prepare Susan Waldman part of the Yankees broadcast team always a pleasure to catch up with you and, and great to hear your story about uh, your first games that you ever did at the Astrodome and it was dark it was really <laughs> dark and we'll see you soon right yeah we'll see you soon coming up in New York at the end of May this is the Houston Astros radio network